Today our weekly worship included the reading of Psalm 126 from the Old Testament. This particular psalm, one of the 150 available for study, is only around 100 words in total length, and yet somehow packs a great deal into that small space. It deals with a time and place very different from anything we might experience, and yet sets out for us timeless truths that can be understood and applied to our situation too, here, today. The Psalms really speak to me because they include every emotion known to humans. Hate, anger, love, loneliness, confusion, fear, hope and so on. And these emotions are presented in a very real and honest and raw way. If, for example, the psalmist is cross with God, he lets fly with all barrels and doesn't beat about the bush or water the emotion down. There's a lot about how folk view themselves, others and God and all the tangle of relationships between them. Often when we look back to events in the past, we remember them with rose-coloured spectacles. Ah, oh, wasn't it great when... Dot, dot, dot. The Jews were no exception to this rule and looked back fondly to the times when King David was king and all seemed at least on the surface to be prosperous. They also looked back to the time when they finally escaped from a long period of slavery in Egypt and also when they were released from a long exile in Babylon. Many commentators think it's the last of these events that's being recalled here, which would make it very much one of the latter psalms, a collection actually put together over a very long period indeed. The purpose here in looking back then is not merely to be nostalgic, but instead to remind themselves how faithful God has been in the past and crucially could therefore be reasonably trusted in the future. The psalm uses various images that people would have been very familiar with, like a dry riverbed being rejuvenated by water, like their restoration from sin, and seed time and harvest reminding folk that their past, present and future are all linked into one story. And so what of the restoration? Surely it was amazing. No, beyond amazing actually, better than they could even have dreamed of. And yet, ironically, there's a certain undertone which suggests that those who had been the main beneficiaries of this gracious treatment by God were at best lukewarm in recognising how great it was. And it was left to the surrounding nations instead to notice and point out just how wonderful God had been with his people. And the words of this psalm would remind them too just what a debt of gratitude they owed to God. So, they knew of the theory that restoration would come, but it's very different when such great things become a reality in our own lives personally. It's like, say, when we read a book about Hong Kong, but that will never be the same as visiting the place ourselves and experiencing its unique culture. Before we tut-tut at the ungrateful souls who had not properly recognised God's saving and restoring them, 
Maybe we need to take a long, hard look in the mirror ourselves first. Because God has done such amazing things for us too. Creation of this beautiful world for us to live in and friends with which to share it. Our talents, our gifts, our opportunities. And yes, as we travel through the season of Lent, we recall especially that greatest ever outflowing of God's love over the events of that first Easter, the cross and the resurrection. Surely we should not just be happy, or even very, very happy, but utterly delighted and full of gratitude and amazed. So maybe our watchword should be delighted and grateful and astonished. This should be our response to God's love shown to us. Well, that's all for this week. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, why not tell your friends about it? Bye for now and have a blessed week.